Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. Yeah. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. UK. All right, let's get into a doctor. Yeah, please. Oh. <laughs> we are getting straight into Are we? It. Thank you. We didn't go to any quizzes this week, so we can't give them a little story about that, can we? No. <laughs> then, More quizzes that we were, you know... Grand Supreme runner-up. I do want I to say, we're, but we're supposed to Facebook the organisers to get our free... Yeah, free... I'll have to get on to that. Maybe we can we can propose that maybe you want us to host it. Well, I <laughs> I would be all for that. I, I would be for there would, that. There would be no incorrect answers. There, there, <laughs> I can hold a room. Give me a damn mic. I'll be fine. Absolutely. Yeah, my next number. Yeah, the quiz is coming, okay? <laughs> my next song I'm singing, okay? Thank you. You're getting much more than your money's worth here. <laughs> Five points off table 13. Five points off the... The heckling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. So let's get straight into the episode. Shall we? Yep. Thanks, Let's you. So uh, we said bye to Blue Hydrangea last week. We did. Um, shady but sweet. Off she yeah, went. I kind of, I did miss her. I missed her energy in the, this episode. Did the, you, did you, I, I felt her absence. Did, yeah, I mean, her character really evolved, didn't it? She, she was shy and intimidated at the beginning, but she found her feet. I think there was like a middle bit where she overstepped a little bit and went a little too shady, you know, trying to find this character of hers. And then she found a nice balance by the end and she really grew on me. Yes. Yeah. The lip sync, like we said before, the lip sync was a good lip sync. And it I'm, was. I've, I've been hearing, <laughs> I was having a, t- I was having a talk with someone about the lip sync. Mm-hmm. And they they were like, oh, Cheryl killed the lip sync. And I'm like... Did she? Oh. I mean, it was a good lip sync, but she didn't slay it. I wasn't, you know, because we've spoken, haven't we, about how she advertised herself as a lip sync assassin prior to this season. It was... She deserved to win that lip sync. It was a really good performance, but it wasn't... You know, we always... We've recounted them several times during this podcast, haven't we? The great kind of like Sonique versus um, Morgan, uh, Brooklyn versus Evie. Trinity K. Bonet. Versus anyone. Versus anyone. Coco Um, versus anyone. Coco versus Alyssa. Yes. Those, Those are the lip syncs that made me go... Damn, Latrice Royale. Oh, watch out! Yeah, watch out! Lip exactly. That, mm. This wasn't one of those. This was just a good lip sync. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I would say as well. And considering it was, you know, in front of maybe she was a bit intimidated by being in front of her idol, but it was supposed to be like her song. She said after this, you know, uh, well, her no. It's, first, of all, she's Cheryl Hole in front of Cheryl Cole doing a Cheryl number. Like, whoever you put up against Cheryl mm-hmm. was going home. This is true. That was it. That was it. This I, is this this moment has been in the making. It's been produced. Mm. It, it had to happen. I wonder if conversely, though, um, Cheryl's confidence t- took a little knock by performing in front of her idol and performing her idol song in front of her idol. Maybe do, she couldn't you know, give it 110%. No, do you know what? I think... Going into it, she would have had those nerves and the mm. intimidation. But I think afterwards, and we see now, mm. I think afterwards she actually got quite confident. Yeah, and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm the shirt now." Going into the room <laughs> after the elimination, she um she does start to come for beggar, doesn't she? She she starts she to does. go for beggar, saying, well, "To be honest, I don't think it should have been blue at the bottom with me." And then mm. and then the moment we went on beggar, yeah, beggar does a complete one one eighty three sixty one eighty two seventy five. Part of a ray, a little bit of a twist. Cooked no, for two hours at two eighty. She she did a. A f- a she full did turn around, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a full one eighty. Oh, it's not even a full one eighty. She did a one eighty. We'll go there. <laughs> yes. Regarding um, because before the lip sync, when she thought she was up um for the lip sync challenge uh, against whoever, yes. she did start making up all these excuses. Um, well, she's basically saying that she my did... dress isn't pinned up. Yeah. Um, you guys are younger than me. Like she just laid out all these excuses. Cat. Now in the workroom after mm. after the whole um shenanigans are gone down now now she's changed the whole tone yeah she pulled an india pharaoh last week and laid out the excuses card by card didn't yes. she but um I, I think that was her defense mechanism playing there yeah and this week she was saving face and backtracking you know she was saying she was essentially saying, oh no 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 I, I was fully ready i didn't say those things i'd have killed it don't worry about me I think I think she was trying to. I, I think it's saving face before and after. Like yeah. before the lip sync, she was giving excuses for going home. Yes. She, if I, if I do go home, it's because this this doesn't really fit me. Mm-hmm. If I do go home, it's because I don't really know the lyrics. God, did you see it when she took off the jacket? That really was pinned together. Yes. At the back. I don't know why she brought that with her. 
maybe she put on weight. Not that quickly. It was a well, huge. Remember Silky, <laughs> remember Silky Nutmeg and Ashley. She put on like twenty pounds during allegedly the, um, during the whole production of it. <laughs> during, I, but I, even who was it? It was season three. Who was season three? Um, Latrice. Bam. Who's that one? Bam. Oh, Alexis Mateo. Alexis Mateo. When you watch that season, is that season three? Yeah. She does she progressively become, yeah. put on weight during the show. Lat- so maybe that could be it. But Latrice lost weight in her <gasps> season on season four. That's why her that. Um, that dress that Santino said looked like a renter center couch she didn't fit her properly because she'd lost weight on the show. Take off your hair, you boldy. <laughs> Take, Take off. off. <laughs> but the shady edit of that in the in the um, in the bumpers made you think that she was talking to Willem, but she was actually talking to Santino. Yeah, no, it was, it was just really really funny seeing Beggar do a complete three sixty. But it was because mm. Beggar's got a reputation as well. Beggar's a known she queen. She is. She's a girl that travels. She's a girl that's working. So she wanted to lay out the excuses so that mm-hmm. if she did go home, she could say, "Well, you know, I didn't know the lyrics, and I didn't. I think I couldn't fit what I was wearing, and and all of this." Now that yeah. it's over, she's saying, "Oh, I would have killed it. Yeah, I would. I would have. I would have slayed that." It all feeds. I only. Into- I only it was only two lines that I didn't know. She says throughout the whole season, really, Beggar's had this kind of like, "I'm here for a laugh. I'm not." really trying if i excel that's fab but that's a bonus kind of thing i think that is her defense mechanism i think winning and doing well means a lot more to her than she'll really let on yes and, and it's easier to laugh it off yeah than to look like you were taking this seriously yes yeah. and i think this this episode's all the more interesting because um we're talking weren't we about how there's this sense that maybe bag is not very connected with her emotions at least you know in this setting neither is no bagger in her private life and she Yeah, one of the things that makes this episode all the more interesting, we'll get into it, is that she hasn't really had, like, many moments, has she? Many raw, vulnerable, honest, sincere, emotional moments. She had brief ones, but... What what do you think that is? I can only speculate, because, as we say, we don't know Bagger in private life. But usually if people um, aren't very connected with their emotions, it's because they've got some difficult emotions to deal with. And so they survive by staying away from that. And and having, masking it, yeah, and and conveying a different sort of persona. And in Bagger's case, I think is a you know a, f- a lovely, high energy, fun loving persona that people really gravitate towards. Can I tell you? I need to stop doing this. <laughs> what? I need to stop like trying to see where you're going with it and act like I'm a psychiatrist as well and try to yeah. finish your sentence. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to finish like, oh, like I know all about that. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I just want to feel included. We're okay? giving each other craft, crash courses in our professions, really, though, aren't they? Yeah. You're getting your diploma in psychiatry soon. I'm... I'll buy it on eBay, actually. <laughs> right, okay, so that was, that was it. And I think the great thing about this episode is, A, it's not huge on performance, but there's mm. a lot of, I think, relationships yeah. that need to be dissected specifically yeah. with Bagger in this episode and I think this was a really good time for us to try to try to like pierce that mask pierce that veneer that Bagger yeah. puts up because there's something more well we find out in this episode that there's definitely something <laughs> something going more on behind more than meets the eye it. to yeah. Bagger and I think uh, this is what I love about the, we've only had a couple of episodes haven't we really where family members have come along but really shed some light on um, what these queens have been through who the important people in their lives have been and their real um, formative influences. Yeah. Let's get mm. into the mini challenge, okay? So the mini challenge is the, you know, well, it happens every episode, not every episode. Every it happens season. every season and it's yeah. Everybody Loves Puppets. Everybody Loves Puppets, which they don't actually say this episode. No, which no. Because I, I, I think it's an American reference, but I don't think, I mean, I'm not aware of it as a British thing, you know. Well, it's basically like the library challenge, the, the library's open challenge, except you read them through a puppet. It's slightly repackaged, isn't it? Yes. Instead of reading everybody, you focus on one person so, and yeah. come up with like a few jabs. So basically what happens is that in a glory hole, they need to pick out a puppet. <laughs> it's a glory hole, come on. They have to, they <laughs> that have makes to... me think of Kennedy Davenport. Glory hole. <laughs> 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 Shut Be a lot of singing going up in here. <laughs> Um, so they put their hand in the glory hole, right? And they pick out a puppet. Now, the puppet is one of the other girls in the room. Mm-hmm. Whoever you pick out is the person that you have to read. Yes. Um, do a little show reading mm-hmm. them, okay? So, um, Beggar. Beggar did the Vivian. Beggar did the Vivian. She basically stated some facts in a Scouse accent. Yeah. That was kind of it, really. Yeah, it wasn't. But, but there was no, no, Beggar's it was, usually funnier than that. It was, it was quite... 
I mean, you could tell by our silence that we're struggling to find anything to there say about it. There was yeah, nothing. There, was there weren't nothing. really jokes. Let's look at the Vivian. The Vivian had Davina the Camper. She did. Now, this is my favourite, actually. I, I did like it. I really did like it. My favourite part is, has to be when um, <laughs> he put on the ashy makeup on yeah, the puppet yeah, yeah. and then did Davina's laugh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, Viv was smart. She played into her talents as an impressionist. Um, she had some funny jokes in there. It seemed like the most kind of like well scripted, kind of well produced. I little wish skit. that she did the laugh and to the. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really good. That would have been really good. Been, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, who did Cheryl have? Cheryl chose Beggar. She did have Beggar. And she, she kept. This is okay. She kind of like made funny fun of how rough Bagger was, really, didn't she? Um, that that was like the the Bagger's a large and life personality, and there is material to make fun of there. And you know, you can criticize her for being a bit rough around the edges with her looks, and that's what she did. Yeah, and it was yeah, kind of funny. I I don't remember much of it to be completely. She honest. made it look really busted, which was quite funny. Didn't okay. look like Bagger; it was just like a really busted drag puppet. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll move on to Davina the Campo. Who does she have? She had Cheryl, and she had some funny jokes in there. Oh, yeah, she did have some good ones. How are you doing in this competition, Cheryl? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would have loved if she did something like, um, I'm Cheryl, come on, season one, let's yeah. get sick of it. Like, did everything quite Laganja-esque. Yeah. She and... should have just made a, a composite of all the House of Edwards characters. Yeah. She should have chucked in some hallelujahs. She should yeah. have been, my name is Cheryl Hall, and this is Cheryl's secret. <laughs> and every like every second line should have been a tongue pop. Absolutely. Bloody, or a death drop. That's what I would have done. It would have been fun. Um, no, but Davina, that's everyone, eh? Davina won the challenge, right? She did. and that's no prize. No, and she wasn't given anything and she didn't get any kind of an advantage either because of the setup of the maxi challenge. Because mm. very often the mini challenge on the makeover episode gives you the chance to allocate people and that's a real chance to give yourself an advantage because you can give somebody somebody very difficult to make over. Mm. Um, well, the good thing is that there's no allocation because mm. this week for the maxi challenge is the drag family resemblance. So it's, it's the transformation. Yes. The transformation makeover challenge, isn't it? And this happens, I'm pretty sure we've had one every season since season yeah, one. It's, it's a real it, legacy challenge. Well, Drag Race is quite formulaic, isn't it? In the sense that they, you know there's going to be the snatch game. Yeah. You know there's going to be um, some kind of like construction. There's going to be a reading a, challenge. A reading challenge, a construction. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some kind of performance. And then you also know there's going to be a makeover challenge. Yes. Yeah. So the makeover challenge has come and... Uh, the beauty of it is that they get to bring their, their mums and their sisters. Which is lovely, which is the same as All Stars 2 makeover. So what they do is they have to transform them into drag queens. Yeah. And they're judged on a kind of strong family resemblance, yeah? The, um, Hold on, I'll just, I'll just say that Beggar gets the mum, Josie. Viv gets her mum, Cassie. Mm-hmm. The Venus sister comes along with Karis. Yeah. And Cheryl's sister comes along, and that's Gina. And they all seem like such a lovely, up-for-it bunch of ladies. Yes. And clearly, without exception, there's a lot of love in the room and we're going to get into some of the more interesting dynamics in a bit but clearly they all adore these women and mm-hmm. it's 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 set up to be a really sweet episode it's going to reveal a lot about these queens yeah. from the from the get-go beggar and his mom so this this is interesting from the outset because um Josie comes in, seems like such a lovely lady. You can tell from the outset she is a, no. a bit of a shy lady yes. and she's nervous to be there. But that's all the sweeter because she's clearly put herself in a situation where she's uncomfortable for Bagger's sake, yes. which I think is adorable. Um, and Bagger starts off by saying that it's a bit strange because she didn't see her mum very much, which I don't know. Bagger's on the road. She's from West Brom, isn't she? But she lives in London. London. And so maybe her mum's back home and she doesn't get a chance to see her very often. But I, I find that kind of an interesting statement to start with. But they give each other a big hug and over they go. Then um, DDC's sister Karis comes in, doesn't she? And they seem to have a wonderful connection. Um, Karis seems like quite an effervescent a funny personality, doesn't she? Yep. What did you say about her? You thought that um, she's um, she's very natural. Out of all yeah. the new people who have come in, she's quite natural. She's there, and the cameras mm-hmm. are there. I don't think she's quite bothered or no. She doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I that's what I got from her, mm-hmm. and it actually shows throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah. She's just not afraid of the camera, you, which makes me think that she yeah. too, like Davina, has some sort of performance background. Yeah. Even if it was just taking classes as a kid, because yeah. a lot of people like, especially if Davina went through the classes. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and start, started in the training, yeah. I can assume that everyone else in the family did a similar route. They all did it. And mm. whether they wanted to pursue it or not, I don't mm. know. But she obviously is very stage aware, very, uh, yeah, maybe very that, camera ready. Maybe that was like the fun thing to do in Brighouse when they were young, go to drama club. Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting thing is that um, Davina is one of seven. She is one of seven. And, and there's also another amazing performer that I think we both know. Who's who, also who one of seven? Who I could that be? Who could that be? What? Me? The whole My mum. My mum. <laughs> no, one of seven. And um, he's number four. She's five. Oh, there she's, she's not fifth, center stage. And then no, I'm center stage child. Yeah. So there's seven. I've got I've got six other siblings. So there's seven of us, and mm-hmm. I'm center stage. Got three on each so side. So like the Avatar, I store <laughs> peace, and I bring peace amongst the the elders and and the young ones in the family. So I, <laughs> he's it's an important role, you know. He's just been starting to watch Last Airbender on Netflix. Everybody, <laughs> really, so, really loving it. Yeah, you may get a few references. No, no, I'm center stage as well, and um, the youngest, her sister. The youngest. She's the youngest. Now, the thing She's about the my youngest brother is that I've told you, have I told you about Leati? Yeah. Leati's the youngest out of all seven of us in my family. Mm. All of us, except for my youngest brother, are quite. Um, but extra <laughs> we're quite out we're quite loud and extra and um not shy and well far a bit for me to comment well i don't know i don't know because because to me that's normal and it wasn't until i had to meet other people that i realized oh maybe we're a bit loud <laughs> but in, in the context of our family everything's fine we're all loud it's the norm my youngest brother leati is quiet and he doesn't speak much. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> we thought there was something wrong with him. So we were like, we were like I remember going to my mom saying, Mom, we need to, something's wrong with Leati. He's just, he's really weird. Like we thought he was, he had some kind of mental or some kind of disability. We thought he had, there was something wrong with him and like, he was quite slow. And then we just found out that he's actually just, he's just quiet. And it's just not normal to be a va'a. And be quiet. It's it's not it's not in our genetics. So oh. I was like, I, I, something happened at birth where they swapped him out with another child because he's 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 very much introverted, very much quiet, and it's just it's not something that. I don't know, he's probably the first in in our line in, our, in, <laughs> in our, your lineage in, in, in the line in the dynasty to ever have someone that's not as loud and boisterous and flamboyant as everyone. But your mum's a very big personality, but your dad is a a more. Oh, my, my dad. Gentle, considered like my sort dad. of character, isn't he? So maybe Liatti takes yes, after your dad. my dad's very quiet, very, he's very cerebral. Mm. Um, but no, everyone else was just quite like, whoa, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, so yeah, so I was just comparing it because she's the youngest. Um, mm-hmm. Davina the Campo's sister, Karis, is the youngest, and she's yeah. just... Like one of the yeah, others. Yeah, she's out there, isn't she? She's she's a really seems like a a, a fun up for a laugh kind of lady. Mm. What's your relationship with your sister? I adore my sister. She's my big sister. There's a little bit of an age gap. She's nearly seven years old, though, six and three quarters, as she will insist on saying. Okay. Um, and yeah, she's always been a big sister, sort of like a mini mummy. Not that there's anything wrong with my mummy. I adore my mother as well. But yeah, she's always been kind of uh, yeah protective and supportive. We'd like to turn off your notifications, please, <laughs> when I'm talking about my family. Bear with. <laughs> Me and my sister are pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've not, well, you've, you've, I don't I've, know, you've I, seen my sister. I've, yes. My sister, everyone keeps We're saying. We're secret besties. We text all the time. <laughs> my, everyone keeps saying that my sister's like me. Well, um, there are big similarities but yeah but we never meet my sister together I mean, there's lots of laughs she's very musically talented mm-hmm. like she's like Bolo you're, you're off <laughs> when we're singing together she's like Bolo can you hear that you're flat I can't harmonise flat Bolo like you need a singing key I'm like, I'm like sit your ass down so she's currently um, rehearsing she's going to be in Mamma Mia in the New Zealand production wow no no Mamma no, Mia Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins she's that big lady she Plays the um. When she were you training her in Jamaican accent? I was actually. I helped her get that role. Thank oh. you. I helped her get that role. I told her mm-hmm. how to sing the song and how to do the accent. So uh, <laughs> me and her, but she's another performer as well. <laughs> she's a great performer. But yeah, no, no, we're definitely very, very close. So let's look at Cheryl and Gina. So the, these guys seem close as well. I do get a kind of um, Gina is there and she's up for it and she wants to 
make it as good an experience as possible for Cheryl, doesn't she? Yes. She seems really sweet and enthusiastic. She really wants to impress her brother she and does. impress RuPaul. She's, yeah. she's going in there going, I really mm. want to help you. Yeah. I watch the show, babes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I watch the show. I'm, yeah. I, we, we got this. We're going to win. She's classic Essex, isn't she? she? She's with her classic. blonde hair and her bronzer. <laughs> her lips yeah. Yeah. You know what? She's, she's the lovely. kind of she's the kind of fake hair you'll see in like two brewers <laughs> yeah. or or superstar look, boudoir. Boudoir. Yeah, she, she's that girl. She'll be there with her gay friends yeah. and she'll be like trying to hook you up with her her gay friend like she just looks like that girl that yeah. i'll bump into a gay bar with no she's lovely she's, she's full of energy um isn't she yeah there's mm. an awkward moment which um cheryl's trying to put her in one of cheryl's dress it's a little later on isn't it and she well she's trying to put her in it looks like they're working on it and they're stoning matching four-way stretch kind of cat suits i think they were blue and yeah Cheryl's trying to zip her up in it afterwards, but I think she forces the zip a bit. <laughs> breaks. And it breaks. That's so, he's just showing no sympathy. And to poor Gina's mortified. I you know. can tell that she's so upset because she just wants to be there to help. <laughs> that awkward moment Cheryl. where you wear Nike and you can't do it. Aww. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, babe, take it. Don't. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vivian and Cassie. So Vivian and Mom. Mm. I, their relationship is just so beautiful. It's lovely, isn't there it? Is, like, there's, there's so much love between them yeah. two. Viv speaks only highly of her mum and clearly with a lot of respect. Although she has a laugh with her, doesn't she? And she, she says to her, have you saved him, Inge? And she, she's like, James, no. <laughs> Stop so, it. She's, she's very so res- res- respectable lady, she's, isn't she? She really is. Yes. Yeah. No, like, a lot of the other times, like, people, people try to play off of... Yeah. Um. That moment, and they're like previous episodes. Uh-huh. Other people try to match the that crass, but this mum is just so. Oh, I love it. She's yeah. like James. No, no, James. Vivian's <laughs> like two men. She's like James. No, no, James. You're very naughty. You're embarrassing James. me on TV. Stop it, James. No, I thought it was, I, that was lovely. Right. First things first. Have you shaved your men? James. <laughs> Very naughty, James. You don't change, do you? Is it a definite from us? Team Minge. No! James, no! I just asked you this question. Now, when when RuPaul's going for the walkthrough and he's talking to Cassie, Bob's mum, there is a question in which... um, I think RuPaul asks. Ru- yeah, it's like how a do people? How question. are people? Yeah, how are people responding to the yeah. Vivian? It's one of those things that makes me think that in the producers' notes somewhere, there's something about somebody in her family not responding very well to her drag. Well, I thought that the mom's answer was quite. It was very. She gave a very politician answer, very uh, evasive in the sense that. I felt like she says, we love... Well, she kind of did say... This is what I heard. Yeah. You can dissect it because you're the psychiatrist, allegedly. Allegedly. I heard um, a lot of people don't accept it, but we love James. And through our love for James, we're going to learn to love the Vivian. That's what I That's what I think I heard. I, what I, did you hear? Can I you, think can we're you hearing something similar, but a little different. I get, I get the sense that kind of like in Viv's immediate family that perhaps it was never really a problem but perhaps in the extended family some people might have taken some issue but everybody's learning even the people who started with an issue are learning to love Viv as much as James I didn't it didn't strike me that certainly mum or anybody in the immediate family had had a problem but you know this must be a journey for a lot of parents you know coming from a different generation loving and accepting their children as they do for their child to come out as a drag performer there must be a period of adjustment and I, I you know we, we couldn't criticize them for that yeah well the Vivian's not a new drag queen that's the thing the Vivian's been doing drag for about 10 years yeah or yeah. 10 plus years so a while yeah. for her for her to give this answer that was still quite evasive you'd think after 10 years she'd be like oh we love her we all accept them we love you know we we, we glorify the Vivian no it's not mm-hmm. so after 10 years and there's still that kind of dissonance well, I, I still didn't get the sense that it came from mum. I felt like it came from someone else that she was kind of speaking on behalf of mm. in the extended family. Well, there is a lot of love between them two. Listen, get, now, this is the most important relationship of the episode, I have to say. It's mm-hmm. between Beggar and Josie. Now, Beggar yeah. and Josie's... Oh, sorry, and Beggar's mum. Mm-hmm. I just... It's, it's almost awkward to watch because you just know that the mum is so 
out of her comfort zone. Yes. The mom is the complete opposite of Bega. She really is. She polar really opposite. is the complete opposite. It's like me and my younger brother. Mm-hmm. They um, Not you and your mum, though. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> no, me and my God. No, not my mum. No, it was just, um, she's shy. She's very, very, like, too scared to almost do anything. And, like, the way that Bega responds mm. to little things. Like, Bega's quite sh- I felt Bega was quite short with her. It was it was very very interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, he I mean, was he's easily frustrated at the little yeah. things that she does, like when she picks up the wig and he snatches it off her, and yeah. it's just like oh, it is it is what's in. I'm like whoa, mm. it, it escalates quite quickly. So that's mm. why I'm thinking there's definitely some kind of unfinished business, some kind of relationship breakdown. Maybe they're in. Uh, 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 this is what I'm talking about. Where I'm trying to be a psychiatrist, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should know. I think I think. A couple of things that we need to say are that we can only speculate. We don't know any facts here, but we can certainly pick up on the energy and kind of, you know, state our interpretations. What is the energy telling you? Well, have you seen a relationship like this in your practice? I think it's interesting is because the, the dynamics are kind of inverted a little bit in the sense that mum seems to be quite submissive to bagger. Um, I hear what you're saying about Bagger. It, it, you know, in this early portion of the episode, she is kind of like a bit sharp with her. There is that bit where she snatches the wig off her. I feel like Alan Carr said something quite accurate later on in the episode when he said it. It felt like she was actually trying to be protective of her, being aware of her mum being on camera and not wanting mum to kind of, you know, embarrass herself and being aware that mum seems like quite a sensitive, shy character. Um, but that protectiveness comes out in a, in a way that can be construed as quite critical um, and maybe there is that streak in Bagger um, it did make me wonder about the nature of their previous relationship again there's this thing kept on coming up that made me feel like their roles had been inverted or reversed at some point what, what do you mean by that that maybe again speculating I wonder if there's been a time where Bagger's had to take care of mum um, like a very much drinks monsoon kind of potentially, relationship potentially potentially okay. um, you know the, the times when I've picked up, well, I've, I've seen energy and dynamics like this in the past, it's usually been when the mum has had her own difficulties and the child has had to maybe grow up a bit faster. What and do you maybe mean, take like difficulties like an abusive relationship, I could only alcohol abuse, drug abuse? What, what is it? Well, you know, we can only speculate in Josie's case, and this may be wildly inaccurate, but okay. some sort of difficulty that means that she's not been able to um, perhaps be there for Bagger at times when Bagger needed it. And, you know, the whole act of this very shy, very lovely lady coming onto a show like Drag Race, where she's expected to perform, is a massive gesture on her part, I think, you know, to do something for Bagger. And Bagger seems to be reluctant to take that, that the offer of that gesture, I think, you know, she... She does. She could really embrace the opportunity and have a wonderful time, like Viv did with with Cassie. Mm. But instead, she seems to be filled with anxiety, and it comes out as criticism. I thought it was so interesting as well that Bagger's suggestion was that they do the Kardashians, but roles reversed. Where um, Bagger does seem to be, she does occupy this role of a kind of like the fun older lady. Her influences, you know, we've always said, haven't we? Seem to be from. Yesteryear, she seems to like have influences like um, Shirley Bassey and um, characters from Coronation Street, mm. um, like Ina Sharples and people like that. But um, and Deirdre Rashid, and that, those seems to be her points. Why does she relate to those older women characters? Why does she dress as an older woman a lot of the time? It's interesting. It, maybe it's because she's been forced into that maternal role at some well, point, yeah, well, that caring um, role. And season five, Jinx Monsoon said mm. that her drag character came out of yeah. having to be an older person to look after her younger brother. And she's taken because that her to mom, the bank, yeah, hasn't she? Because her mom wasn't there for her, so she had to be that um, she, that maternal figure and for she became her brother. And Seattle's for youngest MILF. Yeah, so the same way that Jinx Monsoon found that character to uh, for drag is probably the same way that Beggar did. Quite possibly. I almost... This is so. I, I want to throw it out there. Then you're gonna I, again do your doctor psychiatry mm. stuff stuff on it. it. It seems like that you think it was like mom's way of trying to make amends for something. Maybe this is her way of saying, okay, yeah. I want to make it up to you. I'm gonna. I know I'm shy. I'm timid, but I'm gonna do this for you. Yeah. And was I agree. there that kind of? 
if, it was felt it like, happening there? It felt like a gesture. It felt like an olive branch. And fair play to Josie, as we see later in the, the episode, she does so well, considering it's clearly not her natural tendency to be a performer. Yes. Um, so I think just another like little disclaimer to put out there. We don't know Bagger. We are speculating. Okay. Um, and the other thing is that um, I feel a little bit defensive of bagger as well because you know we we try our best not to look at other shows and pick up on things like but i couldn't help but notice that she'd come under a lot of flack for um the way she's perceived to speak to her mum we don't know their relationship and we're yes. not we're certainly not here to criticize bagger and definitely exactly. not her mum no no I, we're just trying wanna, to understand it aren't we I, well, yes exactly that mm. i wanted to know what your relationship with your mum because for me and my mum i could never talk yeah. to my mum like that i would be flying across that room <laughs> i'll be dodging frying pants knives like there is i would never even dream about it you'd get body slammed i, I, I would get my mum will she would left right jab at me to, to she would, <laughs> I, I have i would never ever talk to my mum like that and the relationship with me and my mum is is very different because i'm samoan mm-hmm. and like i would look i remember growing up looking around and seeing like the way that you talk to your mum. it's quite conversational mm-hmm. and, and, and very much you guys can talk to each other like your friends mm-hmm. i can't talk to my mom like that that's just not culturally the way to go they, they're my parents they're my elders it's a respectful the way i talk to my mom is usually in response to something that she wants that's all mm. yeah it, it's it's not as casual I was, as you. I'm, definitely. I remember like, growing up. I tell yeah. the story. I remember growing up and um, we went to Pack and Save. Pack and Save is like your Asda, your Aldi. It's it's the place where you, you get bargains, isn't it? Yeah. Pack and Save. So I was in Pack and Save and um, with my mom and I saw a little a, a white boy. I don't know where he was from. I'm going to say white. Please don't kill me. <laughs> I saw a white boy having a tantrum because the mom wouldn't let him put the chocolate in the trolley. Mm. And then the mom gave in and put the chocolate in the trolley. So then I was like, I want to do the same thing. Shit. So I w- I wanted some lollies in it in the trolley. My mom said no, and then, and then I started to try to do a tantrum. Yeah. You know, it worked for the other kid. Yeah. My mom gave me a beating in that row, and all the staff were too scared to jump in. Like no one knew what to do. <laughs> um. I'm I'm laughing now, but it's really traumatic. Yeah, babe. She, she, she gave me the the biggest hiding, and then and yeah. So that's why I don't trust white people. <laughs> because they give you bad advice. <laughs> that's why I don't trust you white people. You white people are evil. You stay away from me. <laughs> so so that's our relationship. Yeah. yeah. How's your relationship with your mum? Well, I'll tell you something. I've never had a beating in a pack and save. Uh. Um, no, I, I adore my mum. My, me, my mum and my sister are very close. We've always been a bit of a trio. Um, and... Yeah, they they both mean the world to me. Uh, I have massive amounts of respect for both of them. Uh, my mother is a very sweet, kind, caring person. Never raised a hand to me, certainly. But certainly there are very different cultural aspects between mm. our mums, definitely. Um, and yeah, you know, as we've as I've got older, our, our relationship, we, we do have... We're not... I hate it when people say my mum's my best friend because I think... That's to me. That seems like a strange dynamic. My mum is my mum, and my sister is my sister. But we're very close, and we we have a laugh. And we are very conversational. We have a shared sense of humour. And you, you've you've been a bit taken aback by the way that me and my sister can take the Mickey out of my mum sometimes. Yes, Pres- I, I'm always that. Whenever you guys do that to your mum, I'm like, Tom, guys, stop it. This is stop it. Don't do that. It's awkward. It's but that's the thing. That's because you're not used to that and she loves it like that's that's one way of her showing our love well, if you we ever say, meet my mom good luck <laughs> don't worry i will good luck update your life insurance policy <laughs> i want you to, i want you to security uh take take your crash helmet um but yeah like it's always said with love and i neither of us say anything disrespectful to emma though it's definitely just... no, no nothing like critical or disrespectful everything said with love and you know again with bagger i suspect it's come from a loving place but came out really wrong my mom and i are good like i mean that was when i was younger yeah like but now my mom is i think she is she's so extra like you hear her before you see her mm. everyone knows my mom my mom's a she's a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. um YouTube breakout star. She she would come to when I had a job at the movies and I asked mum to drop off my uniform because I came from school. She, 
in front of all of my friends and colleagues, um, we were waiting to start our shift. My mom drives by, throws it out, and she's like, I put your bra and your knickers in there. And then my mom would call me like a girl's name. Like my mom was just, she she just loved to like, she did. She loved to embarrass me. She really did love to embarrass That's me. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> they're just the kind of, my mom is like, everyone always counts a mom to be the life of any church party or any mm. reunion, anything. My mom's always there. And she just loves, she in a way loves the gays and loves the fafafines. Yeah. I won't go into what that is, but she, she, I mean, she, my up. mom is a drag queen. <laughs> she bloody well is. She's very extra. And she I'm glad I got life, there from her. She? Okay, so before we get into the actual main stage, let's yeah. break down exactly what they're looking for in yeah. the makeover challenge, okay? I mean, it's the makeover challenge. Obviously, one big component of it has to be technical skill, mm-hmm. um, you know. It, it's a makeup, hair, and dressing challenge, isn't it? And very often they do have to construct the garments because they've not brought things that fit other people, have they? Mm, I don't know. Like they do get a list before you get into drag race. They give you a list of the things that you need to bring. So surely yeah. they bring something. I don't know. Well, recent Probably. ones we've seen that some of the girls, like in season, the last season, season eleven. Okay. Did Brooklyn win that one? Se- season seven. No, eleven. I don't know. No, don't did remember. she win the makeover? She put me but, in the spot. But in that one, it felt like they'd brought two of several costumes. But the thing is, they couldn't have been guaranteed who they were going to have to make over, could they? So they couldn't have like been guaranteed, I have things to fit this person. You know, we as we see, Viv is twice the height of her mum. She wouldn't have had anything to fit her. So in part, it can be a construction challenge as well. Can be, but not necessarily. But the main thing is, isn't it? Family resemblance... And connection. I think connection is so important here. In the past challenge, in the past makeover challenges, it's yeah. always been the look, the makeover, and they've always been given something else to do, like a choreography yeah. challenge, or in season three, a cheerleading challenge. There's yeah. always been something else. The colour guard thing. Yeah. The strip tease in season yes, four. Yes, there's always been something more than just walking the runway and yeah. showing off the, the makeover, mm-hmm. which made, and there's a lot of things that are said during the episode that makes me suspect that choreography was part of yes. that the, the challenge actually was to dress up your your sister or your mother yeah. but also have a bit of choreography on stage now that wasn't said but from mm. the comments I hear from the judges from the comments I hear from the girls where they're mentioning choreography I suspect that it was originally in it and it's somehow been edited out I think it's quite possible isn't it because we see a bit of rehearsal going on yeah um, and you know Bagger talking about her mum doing a slut drop and things like that that we don't see materialise and like you say choreo is mentioned a few I did wonder if maybe they just meant the routine on the runway and they were using the word choreography to describe that but I wonder like you whether something was cut and if so why was it because somebody who was a front runner didn't do very well mm-hmm. or is it because just nobody did anything that good or interesting things have been cut for that reason in the past well editing suits the purpose of the um the agenda yeah. yeah of the narrative so if it was cut there's a reason yeah but i i did i did suspect that there was definitely something going on there um uh, main stage well just one other thing as well like if we think about previous winners like of people who've had like nice connections and nice moments so like do you remember raven she had an older gentleman to make over and oh, she, she picked, picked him, him up, up on the main stage. And it was oh. such a, like, for Raven, you know, the queen bitch, it was such a nice, soft moment. It, it really was. Yeah. yeah, she has no emotion on her face besides. Absolutely. She's the ice queen. This one. Can yeah. you see my face? Can you hear my face? Um, you look fierce. Thank you. Um, then, the, like, when we think Manila and her jock had quite a fun journey because he was getting on her nerves and he wasn't really engaging, but then really really had fun on the main stage and they clearly had a, like a great connection and having a lot of fun together. Um, Roxy won, I think, out of pure technical skill because she was given a little bear to make over and she had to shave him head to toe. And, you know, we know that Roxy is a consummate drag professional. Yep. Professional? Professional. She and talked very... All other drag queens talk yeah, so highly of her they do whatever you think of you know the way she conducted herself on that season i do think she redeemed herself on season two of all stars by the way um okay i, th- I think you know she is polished head to toe and she's gorgeous to look at and she's clearly very skilled 
Well, I just, I just think that she didn't have anyone to pick on because um, Jinx Montaigne was quite a vulnerable person <laughs> that you could pick on. I don't think she, there was anyone in that room she could have been a bitch to I think without she, getting it back. I don't agree. I think she really had time to reflect on Look, what she did. You're allowed to have your opinion. You're allowed to be wrong, but that's just what I think. <laughs> that's just what I think. And I'm allowed to broadcast it to millions of listeners. <laughs> um, she, um, because you think Come about- on, blue tick on Instagram. <laughs> Come on, verification. <laughs> if you think on the same season of All Stars, Fifi... Edit or no edit, kind of did not redeem herself in the same way. And Roxy could have done exactly the same thing and she didn't. Oh, well. I want to get into the main stage. Please. I don't know so what you're waiting for. The first for. thing we want to do was I want to talk about Cheryl and Sissy Hall. Wow. All I wrote here was that the sister got the other dress. She really, really <laughs> did. So, obviously, um, they were both in bodysuits with fringing. Yes. Cheryl's was like pearlescent and expensive looking. Yes. And fitted well. Sissy was given the car boot sale. It really, really was. It like it had pink fringing that looked raggedy. It didn't flatter. It was like some of the party streamers. She goes, Oh, yeah. I'll glue that to the body suit. Yeah. <laughs> and fring- I'll put on RuPaul's drag race. Absolutely. Although her hair and makeup was lovely. She had those like yes. brushed out voluminous waves. And I liked how they had like same but opposite side partings with their hair. So they had that symmetry. I thought the sister was giving life. And I have to say to she Cheryl, because Cheryl's obviously listening. Cheryl, babes, mm. <laughs> you let your sister down. She did not let you down. She mm. gave, she actually gave everything on the runway. She did. She I was loved fab. her. She was talking Cheryl up the yeah. whole, every time, every moment she had. Yeah. She was her biggest cheerleader. She was a cheerleader. She was, she? She she was her sweet. biggest cheerleader. She was a little yeah. brother. She was a little sister. To, yeah. Really, she really wanted it for Cheryl. She knows how much she wants it. Yeah. She gave it everything. So I want to let Cheryl know that you let your sister down here because she came in there ready to win and they mentioned that Gina was a little behind in the choreo and I wonder if that was Cheryl giving complex choreo again that was fine for her but not for other people but I did love it's a that. very selfish quality when you're looking yeah. in any any sort of choreography that you ever do that suits you more so everyone else it's yeah. very selfish yes yeah. but they did have that sweet moment earlier in the episode where um uh, it turned out that Gina had taught Cheryl how to beat her face. Yes. And that, that warmed my heart because it made me think, do you know what? Cheryl must have grown up in an environment where she had at least one ally. She had her little sister looking out for her and cheering her on. And that's that's incredibly sweet and wonderful. Well, it's it's, it's the little brother. It's the little brother, little, it's the little sibling syndrome, mm. isn't it? Where you're trying to get approval from your older <laughs> brother or your older sister. And so yeah. you're, you're really just trying to do everything you can to get them to like you and love you. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. What about the Vivian in The Mother? First thing I want to say is that I wish it was like Madame Westwood. Yeah. The name had a connection in that way, but yeah. the mother was fine. Call me the mother. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if that was the reference to the RuPaul song. Yeah. But um, they coordinated but didn't match, which is something I always like. You know, they had similar color schemes. Um, it looked to me like, you know, again, because of size differences and stuff, Vivid had to put something together. So there was like a regal gothic quality going on, wasn't there? There was something a bit witch, a bit like wizardy, especially about... Harry Potter? The, yes, Mum's robe gave Professor me Harry Potter. Professor McGonagall yeah. going to the Yule Ball? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But they looked gorgeous. Mum was living her life. She was waving like the Queen. She was smiling ear to ear and she was clearly very proud to be there with Viv. Her face was very... Very oh, hocus pocus, Winifred. Mm-hmm. I was transported there immediately when yeah. I saw her face. Not the hair, because you know Winifred's got red hair, but mm. the face was very much there. Sister, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, Viv had done a great job of beating her face as well. You know, she'd really, really done a gorgeous job, and also taken into- even even though she was a lady of a certain age, uh, as Bagger would say. But she'd taken account of all that, hadn't she? And yes. she'd done her best to like create this gorgeous, flattering look, which is nice. She'd really worked with her mum rather than against her I yes think. and you know she created the nipped in waist with the robe and stuff and it was all lovely oh actually from afar you couldn't really tell but with the close-ups there were a lot of details on the robes there was a fur trim there was gold lining that kind of thing and it looked yeah it looked expensive it was lovely I think Vivian looked stunning. She's gorgeous. She I love this look. I mean, there is a gothic thread running through Viv. Whenever she has a chance, she pulls out something quite gothic and quite like her Mother Nature look last week. Hmm. Um, she, I think she does like a, a dark brooding look. I, I didn't really notice. I, think I just so. thought she, I, th- I thought she looked really regal. I think it's a theme. Expensive. 
Um, yeah. th- what about the Vienna the Campo and Delicia de Campo? They were having a lot of fun, weren't they? Like I said, she was just a natural. Yeah. She was such a natural. You would not think she was a guest. Mm-hmm. You'd think she was someone competing. She's very Definitely. comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Very comfortable performing. So they were completely matching, weren't they? Head to toe. Yes. Um, right down to the baby bumps, which I thought was adorable. Aww. The thing that I liked about this was that um, a lot of people level a criticism at drag quite often that um, it's uh, misogynistic and that it's um, actually something that makes fun of women, stereotypes women. You know, with so many drag queens, their character is the slut. Their character is the bimbo. And that can be seen as a really chauvinistic, misogynistic attack on women. But this really felt like a celebration of, of femininity and, you know, motherhood and a woman's ability to create life and they had little matching baby bumps it was wonderful nice all, all that was missing from that was in world peace <laughs> yeah. world peace everyone thank you contestant northern wales liverpool thank you i'm representing banger guys um no i wrote that she was fearless i thought that the the wig i i don't i don't usually comment on the look that much but i did think that the wig was a bit too big for her there were a couple of like technical and detail. some red stuff on her forehead for both of them. So there were a couple of technical details. Again, I'm not a makeup artist. I can't style a wig to save but my life. But you have eyes. I have eyes. And therefore you I've are qualified. Before, yes, you are qualified. Okay? Yes. Thank so you. I was looking. And um, if you started looking too hard and breaking things down, you could see there were a couple of little things amiss. Like the, both the makeup was a bit ashy and it was so funny in the um, workroom when Karis turned to Davina and said, you're going to bronze me up a little yes, bit can, can and I then, some more bronzer yeah and Davina didn't even respond and Karis went okay um and that was and the funny thing is that the critique from the judges yeah. was saying that you need to warm it up honey you need to warm up the makeup I, I think it's another thing with like makeup looks different on tv to how it does in the stage and Davina's yes. just adapting to that um she clearly knows the shapes and what to do with her face the the colors are just a little off under the studio light sometimes it was like on um you know coco being orange she was used to painting the last Vegas. i'm not joking <laughs> look how orange you look i'm not joking bitch <laughs> Um, she painted for the Las Vegas stage. She yes. wasn't painting for RuPaul's Drag Race. And the, and, and the hard habit to break is the fact that you learned your makeup for the stage. Yeah. Coco learns it for the stage. Yeah. Davina De Campo has... Well, I, I think she's learned it for the stage, but she's been on TV for a long time. I thought she would have learned how to do her You're makeup right. for TV. You're right. So I don't think that she has the same excuse as Coco. Mm-hmm. But she's getting a little education here, isn't she? The I, You know, the red on the forehead, it looked to me like it was like the lace of the wig. But it was, I do, couldn't really tell what was going on there. But that looked a little... And also, if you started looking at the dresses, they were a little shapeless and a little cheap looking. But what carried them through was their energy, their connection, their enthusiasm, their performance, which was flawless. Yeah, And probably the choreography, which we don't know because... Yeah. They did have choreo though because they were do- they kept exactly. on doing these rave moves, didn't they? And I couldn't really get it because they kept on like saying, "Yeah, Brighouse massive" kind of thing. And I wondered if that was like a Brighouse thing. But like, is there a strong rave scene in Brighouse? Because Davina does break out those moves sometimes. And when Davina's out of drag, she looks like a like a raver, like she's going to a nineties rave and she should have some glow sticks. Doesn't she? Well, the mohawk, the mohawk, the colorful hoodies, the chunky nets. No. Let's move on to Beggar and Sicker Spuds. So there's Beggar and Mum. Okay, and hands down, best name, by the way. Sicker Spuds. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely, that's what but I love about it. again, kind of insulting, isn't it? Do you know that phrase? She looks like a sack of spuds. No. Oh, it's is, a, it, is it's that an, an English insult. thing? Yeah. Oh. It's, if, if somebody looks kind of so I didn't dowdy, hear you. they're wearing something the shapeless. If, if they look like they're wearing something dowdy and shapeless and they're a bit busted, you can say, oh, she looks like a sack of spuds. I've never heard that. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, that's I, where that comes from. I thought it was quite genius, but now that she's taken for some weird, it's not as, not as amazing. Um, I thought Definitely. the mom, I thought that she looked like a... Like Liza Minnelli going to a nice posh dinner. And Who, then I. Bagger dead. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like mom looked like Morticia Adams. She really, really. Morticia Adams with sharpie eyebrows. <laughs> and uh, do you know what? Bagger was giving me. <laughs> <laughs> Davina De Campos in the yeah, studio, hey, everybody. Davina, hey, hey, girl. Um, so, a bag gave me Lisa Stansfield vibes as well. Been around the world, you know? Haven't found my baby. Welcome, Cher, to the studio. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Cher. 
<laughs> but like Bagger's outfit kind of flattered her, but again, she was going for that kind of older woman vibe, which is her thing. Yeah. And it just didn't work because what she put to start with, the makeup she did on mum was not good. Mm. Like, I felt like, I felt like all the. My um, niece Caitlin could do better than that. She has done better than that. <laughs> um, and, you know, like you say, she, she, she looked really Halloween y, didn't she? Mm. Like, there's, it's just where to start with the looks, to be honest. But on a positive note, Josie, this lovely shy lady, brought it, didn't she? Didn't she try her best? I think she did. Yeah. I, I really felt she brought it to the runway. Yeah. Runway. Run, run. No, she really <laughs> did bring it to the runway. Runway. <laughs> it's really hard to stop once you get started. Um, yeah. It was so funny. They were like, there's obviously... Um, some tension or so. there's there's a history behind their relationship but you don't yeah. take it out on mom with the eyebrows I, that was my favorite, <laughs> that was my, favorite line what, my joint one. favorite line of the day you, she, was even, she was attempting some sort of irish she accent was wasn't she was not attempting a scottish accent or irish, irish she said i've got a scottish irish friend Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's not from Norfolk, but he sounds Scottish and Irish. Well, we, no, she was going. I'm pretty sure she was going. She was like, "You don't take it out in your mum with the eyebrows." I don't think there was an accent there that I just did then. No, that um, reported. She was trying one. She was trying one. Um, but my other joint favourite quote of the uh, day was, um, who, well, "Who's that lovely guest judge? What was her name?" Ma- Michaela Cole. She was fabulous. Oh, I loved her. So but when she said, um, "Let's all be super slags," I don't remember that moment. They were talking about she's a slag down the street, but let's elevate it. Yeah, let's try- she, she wants the super slag. Let's be special slags. Let's be super slags. And now we also see another moment between Beggar and Beggar's mom mm-hmm. regarding that relationship. Now, every time they directed a question at Seca, the yeah. mom, yeah. Beggar seemed to always answer for the mum. She did. And even though the, the questions were directed at mum, she would always interject and answer. And there was, a, there was that moment as well, and I'll play the audio, where she starts to critique having to make over a lady of a certain age. Uh, listen yeah. to it here. So why did you give her the, like, the jumpsuit thing? It's really hard to dress a woman of a certain age, and she didn't want to show her legs. She's got a bit of a tum and you know what I mean? And we I was, celebrate that tum. Yeah. I've yeah, but it. I didn't want her to look like she was pregnant, like Davina's sister, you know what I mean? So, Saka, what's your favourite part of your drag look? Well, I just thought I'd go, you know what I mean? I was um, looking for something in my wardrobe and all that, and it was really yeah. odd. If I had, like, a younger girl like these two, I'd be a lot... Oh, my God! Her. You're just throwing her out there, her tummy, her <laughs> no, face. you know what I mean? It's easy. It, it, I've never done a makeover in my life, and I'm not making excuses. It is harder to dress a woman of a certain age, and she's... You are the most shy. Like, she's really timid and shy. Joe, I, I want to hear about your experience in drag. Like, you know, I was really nervous when you first came in to the studio. I'm and proud been... of her for, like, I would never think she would have even walked down the runway. She's, like, blind as a bat. So there's all that going on. What 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 do you want to say about this? What can you say about this? I mean, it, it, the, the overall effect makes me feel quite sad and uncomfortable. And it, it's unfortunate, really. Um... Because, yeah, she's not trying to, but Bagger doesn't come off very well from this, unfortunately. Um, the I think what's going on, the talking over her is an attempt to both protect mum and protect herself. Because Bagger feels a lot of criticism coming in. We've already established she doesn't actually deal with criticism that well. Mm. And this this is a... She has got away with her looks not being adequately criticised week after week. And this week, she there's you know no, no evading that fire, unfortunately. Um Mum looks uncomfortable, and every time she tries to speak, Bagger speaks over her. Until so the the judges have to get increasingly pointed with directing their questions at Mum. They have to be like, "Now, Josie," kind of thing, yes. don't they? Um, and yeah, it's just um, yeah. My my feeling was I feel a bit sad and uncomfortable, but um, I don't think it came from a bad place. I think Bagger's like consistently like she was floundering and whipping out all the excuses that happened to chuck mum under the bus. To protect her, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just unfortunate. Um, there's also like, there's a, there's a moment where we got, let's go into Untucked now. They, they've just finished all the main stage. There's a moment in Untucked where they actually go through all of the thank yous to their mums. They do. So the Vivian's like, thank you mum, blah, 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 blah. They kind of raise Davina, a toast, yeah, don't Davina they? Yeah, Davina says the same thing mm. to her sister. 
Um, and then Cheryl says thanks to her sister. Then it comes to Beggar and Beggar's mom. And there seems to be like, immediately, like, I think that you, Vivian was like, I think you owe your mom an apology. Wait, and then no. we, obviously, the spotlight's back on them too. There's a moment where she's trying to explain herself. And again, Beggar's talking over her. Yeah. And then the mom goes in for a kiss. And Beggar doesn't what realize until the most away. awkward yeah. thing that happened this damn episode is where the mom goes in for a kiss and she won't give the kiss back. She's yeah. like, no, no, no. You're going to ruin my makeup And I have to lip sync But she happily kisses Cheryl After the lip sync Spoiler alert The bottom two is Cheryl and Beggar But still I just That really like Was so awkward To see that It was a rejection To the mom There there was a plain rejection To mom What's happening there? Shortly after that Mum starts crying And I think there's a real Build up in emotion For this poor lady but um, she won't allow. She won't allow mom no. to have her emotions, will she? Every time mom has the emotion, she's always telling her to stop. She is. She's saying, her, "Don't cry, don't cry." And it's like let her. She's upset. <laughs> let her cry. You've made her upset. Yeah. Allow her her feelings. Yeah. I think Viv's response to this is quite interesting because Viv clearly has such reverence for her mum, and you could see on the main stage Viv getting increasingly annoyed with Bagger's comments about her mum. And, you know, she was pursing her lips and glaring at her. And then she's the first one to tell her to give her an apology. And this, and you can actually see Viv reaching in and sort of, like, comforting. Um, she's just out of shot, but she's reaching and trying to comfort and engage Josie throughout this. Well, it's just, we don't know the relationship that yeah. Bagger has with mum. And Bagger says that. She says, you don't know my relationship with my mum. Yes. She says it outright. And it's true. We don't know what they've been through as a pair. We and don't know what their history is. Yeah. So it's for someone to come in and give an opinion on something. Let's be honest. We know nothing about. Yes. It's really hard for you to hear. And we've already speculated quite a lot this episode, really, haven't we, on what that could be and drawn parallels to uh, other people where we've seen similar sort of dynamics. But we don't know. Something... Something's happened in their relationship. I I hope that this episode is a bit of a catalyst for them. And I hope that they could take a little look at their relationship and maybe talk about some things that need to be spoken about mm. to help them move forward. Yes. Um, it was good to see another side to Beggar. Because Beggar, when I'm looking at her... Um, her got her her run through in or in every episode. She's just she laughs everything off. Everything is a joke. We don't really get to. We're not allowed into her. Uh-huh. We're not allowed to see anything more than just what she wants you to see. And she laughs it off. And she's a joker. And ha ha ha. Yeah. She's a slag. Now that we've brought someone from home, she can't hide behind that character. Yeah. We have been given some sort of way into something more than just that crude, crass um, beggar. We seeing something different and it's the first time that we do get to see that we do mm-hmm. start to see bagger change in this episode because it's almost like it's too close to home for her yes it's like someone trying to air your dirty laundry and she's still trying to protect it yeah she's still trying to protect it her drag character is is probably her way of coping yeah but she's trying to protect something deeper than that and i feel like this episode has really brought that to light Whatever. Oh, come on, Dr. Bolo. I know, right? Gosh, there's nothing else for me to say, is there? Um, I I wonder, yeah, whatever difficult experiences they've been through, I wonder if mum's presence really reactivates that for Bagger. Um, And it's bringing out what looks like quite a critical side of her, really. And f- critical and a bit rejecting. Mm. Um, especially because there's been, there's, Bagger has received a lot of focus about the way she treated her mum in this episode. So I really, really hope that Bagger doesn't go on the defence of that and like blame mum for it. I hope it triggers some genuine, productive conversations for them. Yes, and apparently the there's been a Twitter account lately of mum who's actually protecting mm. Bagger. I saw something like that as well. Um, yeah. So, so I don't... A, is this her way of still trying to make amends with Beggar? Is this still her way of trying to help her mm. in this moment that she needs help? That's her way that she can finally help her or yeah. get some sort of forgiveness? I don't know what it is. But at the end of the day, we don't know the relationship. Everyone needs to back the hell up. Absolutely. Nobody should be out there criticizing Bagger or especially not her mum mm. in this situation. And I hope it doesn't come across as what we're doing. We're just trying to understand the situation, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. That's what we do. So let's go into the lip sync. Now, the winner of this is Davina the Campo. Tens. Yeah, she's fantastic. Sends across the board. Uh, it could have gone either way. Could have been her or Viv. Her or Vivian, yeah. yes. But this gives us a nice symmetry because now Bagger, Davina, and Viv will have three. Cheryl has none. 
Okay, well, Cheryl kind of... Well, let's discuss the lip sync. So the bottom two is Beggar and Cheryl. Yes. Going into this lip sync, the song is Amy Winehouse. It is Tears Dry on Their Own, which is a fantastic song. Now, you can argue that this is lined up for Bagger, Bagger. because let's not forget that Bagger gives an Amy Winehouse look for her hometown realness. Yes. So she's clearly got that connection to the... Um, wonderful chanteurs, Amy. I want to say her performance was great. Fantastic. She had the look. She yeah. had the character. It felt like she was Amy Winehouse singing the song. She she looked like a jazz chanteuse in that yes. sparkly dress. Um, her movements and her portrayal of the story was fantastic. You know, if I'm talking about solo performances rather than, you know, both persons in lip sync, this is my absolute favourite lip sync of the season um she she was fantastic she really really was um just told a story whereas cheryl it made me think of latrice's um uh lip sync against um kenny michaels for you make me feel like a natural woman or actually jujube versus Sahara davenport and black velvet in the sense that there's one person on the stage who was um, embodying the passion of the song and the other person was kind of dancing around like a bit of a pixie. There was a moment, there was a picture of Beggar, you know, while she's doing the, you have to lip sync for your life. Mm. There's a, a look that Beggar's giving that is just so, I just, I was really drawn to it. First yeah. of all, I just felt like her makeup was already great. It wasn't a Beggar that was seen who was just trying to like laugh things off and be comical. It was a serious look. It was, because her it makeup, was the first yeah. time that Beggar was like, I, I think she was in it. She, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was a, at times I looked at it and I thought I saw like doubt, but then other times I looked at that same image of her getting ready for the lip sync. It looked like color instinct. It looked like a color instinct. Like she was like, yeah. I'm not playing games now. This is it. I'm going to, I'm going to get really give it my all. I loved it. I got chills. She, she looked over then at Cheryl. Then and I'm <laughs> oh my god did John Travolta just walk in um, there were, yeah you're right she she glared at Cheryl just before it as yeah. if to say like I'm taking you down um, and yeah because her look overall with the pale makeup and the black hair and the black it was quite severe mm. up in here um, it really came together to, to show off that colour instinct as you say and yeah Bagger was the clear winner um, that yeah. was it. That was yeah. it. Beggar was a clear winner. She had a good vocal performance. Even though it was a lip sync, I just I could see her singing the song. Yeah. And um, she also matched the kind of era of that music and her and her dancing, yeah. the whole jumping on the spot to the beat. That's something that's very, very done in that time. Mm. Whereas I think that Cheryl's downfall is Cheryl was just trying to bring the same poppy movements mm-hmm. and like oh and all of that to a song that really it didn't match with. There was no there's no marriage between that style of dancing to the song. There was no connection. Yeah. So no beggar beggar wins us hands down. And how dare Cheryl? How dare you say you're a lip sync assassin when you only won one lip sync? How dare? What? Why? With the nerve? The nerve of it. The nerve all. of her to, to claim that she was the lip sync assassin. You won one lip sync. It was yeah. It was. Um, I have to say this. She's a fighter. She She's is. And do you know what? My affection for Cheryl grew steadily throughout the season. Because that facade kind of started it to it, it shared every single episode. Ever since they caught her out, and was it episode two? Episode two, they caught her out. They called her out on it very, very early. They were like, they're saying two? I'm getting a mixture of Jimmy Collins and Alyssa yeah. Edwards. I think she started to shed that. And the more of that she shed, the more I started to actually like her. I think it was because her confidence was growing and she had a bit more faith in herself. So she was being herself a bit more. Um, and you know this this final bit she's really really funny and self-effacing and she's like oh you know worst track record in drag race history um i think it's worth saying as well that she, she really pulled a bit of a juju b i think she knew quite early on it's not i'm not gonna win but i want to see how far i can go <gasps> because she even says at the end that um the writing was on the wall mm. yeah it was <laughs> i just think this is child <laughs> but the writing was on the Thou wall so she did it, she, i think she knew she wasn't gonna win but she wanted to see how far she could go and good props to her props to your mama props to your mama for going as far as you did but there was no way she was going to win at all she she yeah you're right no. she she was like Christina Aguilera she was a fighter yeah so next week oh god I can't wait because I, I want to say there was a lot of difficulty for me for this podcast this today only because a lot of it was emotionally driven 
And I'm not really in touch with my emotions. I'm a very stoic, introverted kind of like character. <laughs> but no, there was just nothing performance-wise for me to really, really get into and critique. However, next week, oh, that's why I was trying to do your job. I was trying to be psychiatrist, wasn't yes, I? I was and I was doing a damn good job. I, I wouldn't have known you had nothing to say because it sounds like you had plenty to say. <laughs> Over an hour. Yeah. I couldn't say much, but an hour. Yeah, maybe something. <laughs> next week, I'm excited because it's an all singing, all dancing, lip sync extravagant between team, between them three yeah. um, we also got the the gorgeous brothers AJ and Curtis yeah 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 coming in Hospital of Island and Strictly yes of, of, um, they're going to be coming in and being the choreographers I really can't wait I'm going to critique everything down even the choreographers <laughs> I'm going to critique them as well if, if they do their counts wrong I mean, I've done that in the past <laughs> I was in West Side Story really? yes I was in West Side Story in London and um the choreographer was used, not used, she was just like so full of herself. She was so useless. And the thing is, she would give us counts. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do the counts. And then I, the counts didn't match the music. So I I adapted the counts to match the music. Mm-hmm. And then I got, I got called out in front of everyone saying I did it wrong. But in my mind, I'm like, I know that you taught it wrong, but I'm trying to help you by fixing it to the song because it's not hitting the right beats. She, she calls me out in front of everyone, embarrassing me. Fine. It comes to the rehearsals now. We're doing rehearsals for the actual stage. And then I'm still doing her counts. Everyone else starts to realize, oh, she was doing it wrong. So they start doing what I did in the practice. Then she stops the rehearsal, calls me out for doing her counts mm-hmm. to the songs. And then I was like, and then, and then and then I got, at the end of the day, after I got the Diva Award. <laughs> and the choreographer put me forward for saying that I was always combating con- combating her. And then I was like, but was I wrong? You can't help it if you're right. <laughs> I was like, but was I wrong? No, I wasn't. I was trying to help you out, sister. I was trying to help you out. Anyway, so I'm going to critique everyone down from the, the, the girls who are left down to the choreographers. Maybe RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> Rupolo's drag race coming tomorrow <laughs> no I'm excited for next week definitely I'm looking forward to the reunion aspect of it because all the girls are coming back we saw yes, that yes we saw a glimpse of that didn't we yep um, and do you know what it's been a little bit of a RuPaul's best friend race most of the way so I don't know if much of them will have anything that you know I mean are they going to do another all stars Three? I don't, I don't think it will be that because that was so unpopular. Maybe they're just going to be part of the production. I think so. Like, yeah. Also, actually, the, the decision-making process there was very unpopular, so I don't think they'd bring that back. Well, that's, that's a look forward to. That's mm-hmm. the finals. We should watch the finals somewhere. We should, like, the superstar boudoir they do viewings we should go there some guys from rugby have put in the group chat that they're going to be maybe hosting a part a, 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 a viewing so well, who knows who knows what our plans could be yes oh also next week we're going to be having nick and b coming up from london now they're one of my they're part of the dream girls which is my <laughs> my girls they're dancers and they're singers um we're gonna find a way to get them involved in the finale mm-hmm. so there's that to look forward to as well props to everyone um that's it Thank That's you it so for much. us this yeah. week. Thank you so much for joining us on Spinning the GNT with Dr. Bolo and... And just Tom. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.